0: Welcome to Fire Talk Radio, teaching the unfiltered Word of God with the anointing of His Spirit, with subjects on eternity and the choices we make that determine our eternal destiny. Hello everyone, welcome to Fire Talk Radio. I'm so glad you joined whatever the part of the world you're listening to. The United States, the Philippines, South Africa, wherever you're at in the world. I'm so glad that you joined tonight. I'm going to be continuing my series on Jesus, the ultimate healer. Now, just wanted to let you know that um, if you were a person that was raised that um, God put healing, I mean, God put sickness on you to teach you a lesson, and He didn't want you to. He didn't want you to be healed so that he could glory in your infirmities. Uh, If you were taught it was a thorn in the flesh, then it probably would be best if you listen to part one of this series, Jesus, the Ultimate Healer, part one, because I go into depth and to detail about the truth of what Paul's thorn in the flesh really is. And um, and then you can come and listen to part two of this. I'd love to have you join me. Now, I'm going to be going in this lesson, this teaching. I'm going to be speaking of Jesus' atonement. Now, uh, the word atonement means reconciliation, re- reparation for an offense or injury. I'll give you a little history about what the Day of Atonement is. In the Old Testament, the Day of Atonement was the day the high priest made an atoning sacrifice for the sins of the people. This act act of atonement, it brought reconciliation between the people and God. Now, after the blood sacrifice was offered to the Lord, a goat was released into the wilderness to symbolically Carry away the sins of the people. The scapegoat was never to return. So basically, if you've ever heard the word scapegoat, that's where it got its name from, was was that. Anyway, you can read about all of that in Leviticus 16, verses 8 through 34, and also chapter 23 of Leviticus. Uh, 27 through 32. So that's Leviticus 16, verses 8 through 34, and Leviticus 23, verses 27 through 32. The Day of Atonement was, it was the only day of, uh, and the only time, actually, the only time uh, during the year. When the high priest could actually enter the Holy of Holies in the innermost chamber of the temple or tabernacle to make atonement for our sins for all Israel. Now, atonement literally means covering. The purpose of the sacrifice was to bring reconciliation between man and God or atonement with God. By covering the sins of the now, the tabernacle and the temple gave a clear picture of how sin separates us from the holiness of God in the Old Testament. Only the high priest could enter the holy of holies by passing through the heavy veil that hung from ceiling to floor. This veil created a barrier between the people and the presence of God. Once a year on the Day of Atonement, the high priest would enter and offer a blood sacrifice to cover the sins of the people. However, at the very moment when Jesus died on the cross, in Matthew twenty-seven fifty-one, it says the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom and the earth quaked. And the rocks were split. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In Hebrews chapters eight and nine, you can it beautifully explains how Jesus Christ became our high priest and entered heaven, the holy of holies, once and for all not by the blood of sacrificial animals, but by his own precious blood on the cross. Christ himself was the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Thus he obtained for us eternal redemption. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. As believers, we accept the sacrifice of Jesus Christ As the final atonement for sin. Hallelujah. Now, does Jesus' atonement include healing? Continue. By one man, which was Adam, sin entered into the world and death by sin. In Romans 5.12, it reads, Therefore... Just as through one man, sin entered the world, and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men, because all sinned. Therefore, it is clear that disease, which is the beginnings of death, entered into the world by sin. 1038, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. Now I looked up the definition of the word oppression in the dictionary, and this is what it says the act of subjugating by cruelty, force, etc., or the state of being subjugated in this way, the condition of being afflicted or tormented, the condition of having something lying heavy on one's mind, imagination. So that's what oppression's definition is. As I just read in Acts 10.38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. So as it clearly states, disease is oppression of the devil. As soon as disease has advanced beyond the power of nature to restore us, it will result in death in every case unless it's removed by the power of God. Through Christ's redemption, we may all have as a part of the earnest of our inheritance, the likeness also of Jesus manifest in our mortal flesh redemption means a deliverance from sin through the in, through the incarnation sufferings and death of Christ b atonement for guilt did jesus redeem us from our diseases when he atoned for our sins here's some type of atonement Passover lamb, Exodus 12, eight reads, speak to all the congregation of Israel saying, on the 10th of this month, every man shall take for himself a lamb according to the house of his father, a lamb for a household. And if a household is too small for the lamb, let him and his neighbor Next to his house, take it according to the number of the persons, according to each man's need. You shall make your count for the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish and male of the first year. You may take it from the sheep or from the goats. Now you shall keep it until the 14th day of the same month. Then the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it at twilight and they shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and on the lintel of the houses where they eat it. Then they shall eat the flesh on that night, roasted in fire with unleavened bread. And with bitter herbs they shall eat it. One Corinthians five seven reads, Therefore purge out the old leaven, that you may be a new lump, since you truly are unleavened. For indeed our Christ, our Passover, was sacrificed for us. The Israelites were required to eat the flesh of the Passover lamb for physical strength to show that we ourselves can receive life or strength from Christ who Paul said is our Passover sacrifice for us the Passover lamb was a type of Christ Because everything in the Old Testament was a type and shadow of the things to come in the New Testament, the things that come with with Jesus. Everything was a type and shadow, and it was fulfilled in the New Testament by Jesus. There's a parallel between the Passover and the Lord's Supper or Communion. There were two things that the israelites were were supposed to do with the lamb: eat the lamb and apply the blood exodus twelve seven through eight reads, and they shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and on the lintel of the houses where they eat it. Then they shall eat the flesh on that night, roasted in fire with unleavened bread. And with bitter herbs they shall eat it. One Corinthians eleven, twenty three through twenty six reads For I was received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you. That the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take eat this is my body which is broken for you do this in remembrance of me in the same manner he also took the cup after supper saying this cup is the new covenant in my blood this do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me For as often as you eat this bread and drink of this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. When we partake of the cup, it simplifies or it is a symbol of the blood, which is a remission of our sins. So the blood is a remission of sins. And we partake of, of the bread symbolizes the body, which is the healing. In Psalm 105:37, it reads, he also brought them out with silver and gold, and there was none feeble among his tribes. Now you can study you can read the following scriptures in your in your private time with the Lord and study them out It says in two chronicles that's two chronicles chapter thirty verses six eight through nine thirteen through fifteen eighteen b through twenty one the Lord hearkened to Hezekiah and healed the people when they kept the Passover. Hearkened is just another word for listen. The Lord's Supper is more than an ordinance. We are partaking of the emblems of of his death and the benefits thereof. Now, as I just said, the bread is symbolic of healing, deliverance, and sacrifice. The blood is, protects us and keeps us pure and holy. In Christ, there is both bodily and spiritual life. If the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwell in me, he shall quicken my mortal body. In Christ, I'm just so grateful in Christ that that all of this is is happened with the bodily and spiritual life hallelujah thank you jesus for your sacrifice that brought us ultimate victory 2 corinthians 4 verses 10 to 11 always carrying about in the body the dying of the lord jesus that the life of jesus also may be manifested in our body for we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake, that the life of Jesus also may be manic in our mortal body, our mortal flesh. The cleansing of the leper is another type of uh, atonement. Leviticus 14. Verses 2-7 through This shall be The law of the leper For the day of his cleansing He shall be brought to the priest And the priest Shall go out of the camp And the priest shall examine Him and indeed If the leprosy is healed In the leper then the priest Shall command Take for him Who is to be cleansed To living and clean birds, cedarwood, scarlet, and hyssop. And the priest shall command that one of the birds be killed in an earthen vessel over running water. As for the living bird, he shall take it, take it, the cedarwood, and the scarlet, and the hyssop, and dip them And the living bird in the blood of the bird that was killed over the running water. And he shall sprinkle it seven times on him who is to be cleansed from the leprosy. And shall pronounce him clean. And shall let the living bird loose in the open field. Romans 3.23 reads, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. In the Old Testament, everybody that was healed was healed on what Jesus was going to do. But since Jesus, when he came, everyone has been healed based on what Jesus has already done. That's exciting. In Leviticus 14, the the scripture that I just read, the verses that I read about the cleansing of the leper and the priest pronouncing him clean, as I was just telling you a a few moments ago, everything in the Old Testament were, were types and shadows of what was to come, of who was to come, Jesus. The one bird, one bird represents the master. The other bird represents us being set free. Cedarwood represents the work of the cross. The blood and water represent Jesus. Scarlet, the type and shadow of royalty. Hyssop. Type in shadow of the Holy Spirit. And this is all in connection with the healing of the leper. Huh. Ah, the year of Jubilee. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Leviticus chapter 25, verse 8. And you shall count seven Sabbaths of years for yourself, seven times seven years. And the time of the seven Sabbaths of years shall be to you 49 years. Every 50th year on the Day of Atonement, the trumpet sounded and the year of Jubilee began. Everyone that had been sold into slavery returned to their family and possessions. How exciting! Um, Back then in biblical times, debt was a very, very serious, serious thing. Not like nowadays. If you have some debt, you can maybe bankruptcy. If you can't, definitely can't pay it, file file bankruptcy. Or you can try and take out a loan, maybe borrow from friends or family to try and pay off that, that debt. Back in biblical days, if you had debt, Like, maybe you had debt nowadays, they would sell all your possessions. Now, if in selling all your possessions, if that didn't cover your debt, then they'd sell your wife. If that didn't cover it, they'd sell your children. And they'd also sell you as a slave. to cover the cost of all that debt you would own absolutely nothing not even yourself when the year of jubilee came though they got back everything and everyone so the year of jubilee came they got back themselves they were they were released they were free to go they got back their family members and the possessions that they had, that had been sold to make up for the debt. And it didn't matter what year your, your debt was, if, if, if you, if on the 49th year before the 50th year, which would make Jubilee, you got into debt, all of that was covered in a new year of Jubilee. It didn't matter how many years you were in debt, you know. All all of this reminds me of, of how because of the fall of man by Adam and Eve's sin, we were once slaves to sin and in debt to Satan because of him and in bondage to him. Then, praise God, Jesus came and he died on the cross. He took our sins and our diseases on his body on the cross. And then he rose again. He brought us back. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. He set us free. He paid our debt. (laughs) Hallelujah. Now we're blowing the trumpet of the gospel. We're blowing the trumpet. Back then they blew the trumpet. It's a year of jubilee. It's a year of jubilee. Now we're blowing the trumpet, the gospel, and proclaiming to sinners. To return home, return from their ways, come back to health, prosperity, and all the blessings of God. Now, there was the atonement for the plague numbers you can read about that in numbers sixteen forty six through fifty. actually, you can turn with me in your Bible to to numbers. 16 verses 46 through 50. As soon as we get there, we're going to go to that and look it up. And Moses said unto Aaron, Take a censer and put fire therein from off the altar. And put on incense, and go quickly unto the congregation, and make an atonement for them. For there is wrath gone out from the Lord, the plague is begun. And Aaron took as Moses commanded, and ran into the midst of the congregation. And behold, the plague was begun among the people, and he put on incense, and made an atonement for the people, And he stood between the dead and the living, and the plague was stayed. Now they that died in the plague were fourteen thousand and seven hundred besides them that died about the matter of Korah. And Aaron returned unto Moses, unto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation, and the plague was stayed every atonement was a type of the last sacrifice of Jesus as we've been discovering and I've been revealing to you that the Old Testament types and shadows of the New Testament Aaron was a type and shadow of Jesus our High Priest The high priest made the sacrifice and stood between the people and the plague stopped. Thank God that Jesus stands between the living and the dead presently, making intercession for us non-stop. Another type of atonement is a serpent on the pole. In Numbers 21, 4 through 9, it reads Then they journeyed from Mount Hor by the way of the Red Sea to go around the land of Edom. And the soul of the people became very discouraged on the way. And the people spoke against Moses, I mean, against God and against Moses. Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no food and no water, and our soul loathes this worthless place, this worthless bread. So the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people, and they bit the people, and many of the people of Israel died. Now, let me just interject here and let you know that God didn't just get angry, and because he got angry, he sent fiery serpents because... Like, I don't like what you just said. I'm going to send fiery serpents on you and make you pay for what you just said. That's not it at all. The people that were, they opened the door. They, they were complaining against God and against Moses. So they opened the door to Satan to come in and hurt them, hurt the, the people. And God didn't just send the fiery serpents because, oh, I'll show you, it wasn't it at all. They're complaining God's hand was you know, lifted off them because they complained. Now let's, let's continue reading in verse 7. Pick up at verse 7. And therefore the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord and against you. Pray to the Lord that he take away the serpents from us. Now let me interject here again. The people who had been complaining and, and murmuring and griping and who spoke against God and against Moses, who, by the way, Moses was leadership. He was the leader. And we're not supposed to speak against God's leadership. And in the church, it's set up with the leaders, the senior pastor, the associate pastors, and then you've got the leader's so you've got, these are leaders, and and we're not supposed to speak against leadership. No matter what our opinion is, we need to keep it to ourselves, and maybe, and if you if want to speak about it, speak to the Holy Ghost about it, because it's not our place to speak against the leadership. It's, these people have been appointed by God, just like kings appointed, you know, the, those in authority are appointed by the Lord. They're appointed by God. So he raises kings up and he he raises them down. So, I mean, President Obama, he he was placed there. It says in the Bible, I I put people in places of leadership. So we're not supposed to talk about against leadership, whether we agree with the president or we agree with with any other parts of of, um, the political. We're not supposed to talk against them and speak against them. Because we're speaking we're really if if we're when we're speaking against them, we're going against the leadership that God has placed there i i i raise i put kings i raise kings up, and I bring them down, so when we speak against whatever if it's leadership and if it's in the political if it's president vice president whoever it is if it's and we don't submit to that authority unless they're asking unless they're telling you, you should submit to something that goes against what the Bible says, like stealing, killing, whatever the Bible says. If it's against the Bible, then then you don't do it. But if it's if it's in, if it goes along with God's word, then you submit to that authority. And it says somewhere in the Bible, I don't have the verse right now, but it's talking about said to submit to the authority and these leaders over us and watch over our souls. I'm not speaking of the president, I'm speaking about church leadership, the pastors, that we we cooperate and submit because they, that we don't make their job a burden because they have watch over our souls and and that will one day give an account for that. So Aaron, he was the leader there, he was the high priest. that made the sacrifice and stood between the people and the plague and it stopped. Now he was a type of a type and shadow of Jesus and Jesus stands between the living and the dead presently making intercession for us. So it's very, very important to not speak against leadership and against God, and against it, it's just very, very, very important. It says right here, We have sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord and against you. Pray to the Lord that He take away the serpents from us. So the people realized their sin and they repented. And their repentance closed the door to the enemy, it closed the door to sin. And the enemy, and it allowed God to help them. Let's continue reading. So Moses prayed for the people. Then the Lord said to Moses, Make a fiery serpent and set it on a pole, and it shall be that everyone who is bitten, when he looks at it, shall live. So Moses made a bronze serpent, and put it on a pole, and so it was if a serpent had bitten anyone when he looked at the bronze serpent, he lived now, on a side note here, this bronze serpent is um this was I don't have you ever seen the medical Emblem or logo, so to speak, that uh, you see on uh, ambulances or doctors or whatever. It's like a, a snake and a, and a it's bronze. It's a, a snake on a pole, and that's where this came from. That's where they got the bronze serpent on the pole. That's where their emblem came from. A lot of history back there, huh? Way way back. That's where they got their emblem from. Now, in 1 Corinthians 10, verse 10, it says, Nor complain, as some of them also complained, and were destroyed by the destroyer. As I just said, griping opens the door for the destroyer to work in your life. These people, they griped, and down came the protective barrier of God. So have faith and trust God and be positive. There's never a right time to complain. Never. Whenever you complain, gripe or murmur, you're wrong. And so am I. John three fourteen through 15 reads, And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so, must the Son of Man be lifted up That whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have eternal life. John twelve thirty two. And if I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto Me. The word men is not in the original Greek. The way this verse should read is, if I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw all unto me. When Jesus was lifted up on that cross, all was drawn unto him, all sickness, all disease, all infirmities, all everything, as well as all men. The serpent on the pole is a type and sh- a, a type and shadow of Jesus on the cross. Anyone who looked with an attentive, expectant, steady, and absorbing gaze at the serpent would live. All who put their entire focus on Christ now live. Get rid of all the distractions all around you. Facebook, MTV, video games, internet, Xbox, whatever it is that's distracting you, all the other voices, people's opinions, whatever the die, the others voices, the others dying, the others hurting, the others mocking, whatever is distracting you from God, get rid of it. There were thousands that were bitten in the Old Testament. And in all the chaos, they had to stop and look at the pole. They had to ignore everyone and everything around them. And so do we. We have to ignore everyone and everything around us. Not in a bad way. I don't mean that in a bad way. I don't mean like Ignore this person, ignore everyone- ignore everything in a bad way, just be rude and keep focused on this. That's not what I mean. I mean that we've gotta we've gotta be focused like a when you see a horse it has blinders on uh um over you know over its eye so that it's not seeing in the peripheral vision it's not seeing the um distractions the people walking by or the cars or just whatever it's not seeing that so that horse is is focused on where it's going and it's it's looking straight ahead. So that's what we have to do. We have to be like a horse with blinders on, focused on 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 the on where we're going, focused on Jesus, focused on the word, focused on prayer, focused on worship, focused on what it is that he wants us to do, focused on getting closer to him. So we have to be like that horse we have to put blinders on. Now this is a um it was a type of Christ, the serpent on the pole, but there is no less in the real thing. So it's even though it's only a type of Christ, but there is no less in the real thing. It amazes me how, in, in how the Old Testament, it just is, which actually, the Old Testament, the New Testament, the Old Covenant, the New Covenant, or the Old Blood Covenant, the Old Covenant, the New Covenant, Blood Covenant, that's another interesting topic right there, but, um, It amazes me how once you really, once you start researching and uh, studying and learning how the things in the Old Testament were types and shadows of the New Testament and what those things were and how, I mean, when it's talking about Hyssop being a, a representation of the Holy, I mean, a type and shadow of the Holy Spirit and the cedar wood being... Being the type and shadow of the cross. I mean, that is, I mean, the blood and water type and shadow of Jesus, scarlet type and shadow of royalty. That is, and then it just opens your eyes. You're like, oh, that's what that means. Then all the little pieces of the puzzle that maybe didn't make sense before they all, they all start falling into place and they all make sense so it's just really cool how like, like Aaron he was a type in shadow of Jesus our high priest because Aaron was a high priest and it just is but jesus he's our high priest he's, he's he's ever living to make intercession for us he's not unfamiliar with our our he's not he's not unfamiliar with our our weaknesses and and he's he's uh, he's affected by our, our you know he's he's not he's not um he's not unfamiliar with our weaknesses He's touched by our infirmities. I have a high priest who is he's touched by our infirmities, and and he he's touched by. He feels what we feel. And he he has compassion. Has compassion on us. And in in uh, Hebrews. 1415 was a verse I was trying to trying to get there (laughs) says for we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities but was in all points like as we are tempted yet without sin so for we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted, like as we are, yet without sin. So perfect, sinless. He was tempted in all areas, and he didn't give in to that temptation. He was a lamb, spotless, without blemish, and, uh, you know, he was perfect, and only... Like like was read earlier, they had to get that lamb that was without blemish and spot, and so so that he he could take on he excuse me he could take on the sins of the world. So I'm just I'm just I think I'm going to go ahead and end the lesson here and pick up on it next time. Next time I'm I'm, uh, not sure exactly where I'm going to be, what what I'm going to be sharing, but it'll be something, something good along the lines of, of Jesus, the ultimate healer. Now to let you know if you have any prayer requests or any testimonies, comments, questions regarding the study, you can email me at fire talk radio the number two at yahoo dot com that is is radio at yahoo I'm sorry fire talk radio the number two at yahoo dot com If you have any prayer requests, feel free to call eight six six five seven four eight three seven that is eight six six eight five seven four eight three seven. Now I'm gonna to go to a quick very important important um message here. It's very important, but it's um it may be a short one, but it's 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 very, very very important message here i'm going to go too quickly it's an audio please stand by
1: this is david Ingalls. has anyone told you today that god loves you that he has a plan for your life i have a very important question i want to ask you If you were to die this very second, do you know for sure, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that you would go to heaven? The Holy Bible reads, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, and, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The Bible also reads, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I'm a whosoever, and you are too. I want to pray for you. Father God, in the name of Jesus, bless those listening to my voice. Bless their family with long, healthy lives. Make yourself real to them. If they aren't born again, I pray that they receive Jesus as Lord right now. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Listening ones, if you would like to receive the gift that God has for you, say this prayer after me from your heart. Say it from your lips out loud. Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Wash me and cleanse me. Set me free. Jesus, thank you that you died for me. I believe that you are risen from the dead. I believe that you're coming back again for me. Oh God, fill me with your Holy Spirit. Give me a passion for the lost. Give me a hunger for the things of God. Give me a holy boldness to tell others about Jesus Christ. According to the word of God in my prayer, I'm saved. I'm born again. I'm on my way to heaven because I have Jesus in my heart. Amen. My brother, my sister, I welcome you to the family of God. Be sure to tell someone about your prayer and get into a Bible teaching church family right away. Always remember, run to God and not from God because He loves you and has a great plan for your life.
0: Praise God. If you prayed that prayer, call 866-857-4837 or email me at firetalkradio2 at yahoo.com. I'd love to know uh, if you prayed it. And remember, you get in a Bible-based church like Brother David Ingalls was saying. And if you, if in, Jesus is the baptizer in the Holy Ghost and fire, and if you've never been baptized with the Holy Ghost and fire with evidence of speaking with other tongues, then repeat this prayer after me if you'd like this prayer language to say, Dear Lord Jesus, you are the baptizer with the Holy Ghost and fire. Baptize me now in the Holy Ghost, and fire, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Amen. Now, I want you start talking, but I don't want you to use English, Spanish, Japanese, whatever language you speak. I just want you to speak it out, the syllables, whatever comes out of your mouth, don't, don't lean on the understanding of your head, just let it come out by faith. That's it. Keep speaking it. Speak it by faith. They go louder, stronger. There you go. Keep getting it. There you go. Keep on at it. Now, let you know that even if you just got a couple of syllables, keep saying, keep. Keep uh, repeating those syllables, letting the Holy Spirit work through you and, you. and the more you do that, the stronger your prayer language will become and more fluent in the language of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And if you didn't get your prayer language right away, don't fret. Don't worry about it because there have been testimonies where people are going about vacuuming and all of a sudden they get this prayer language. They start speaking it out and they're and they're, wow, got my prayer language. So, just by faith, and just know that that God is gonna gonna honor that. Just keep standing in faith and standing on the Word, and and He will do that. And I just um, I'm glad that you joined me tonight. I want to pray for uh, he, Father God. I thank you for these precious people that have joined me tonight. I I speak blessings on them, prosperity, healing, financial blessings, and increase. In the name of Jesus, I thank you for blessing them and healing them from the crown of their head to the soles of their feet. In the name of Jesus. And I, I, I pray for the that person that just had brain surgery. And I thank you, Father, right now that you touch that person. You are the one that designed our bodies. You created our bodies. Give them the creative miracle. Go in there and do surgery like only you can, Father. I thank you for that. I thank you for touching them. I thank you for getting a brand new brain. I thank you that you're completely healed in the name of Jesus, from their crown of the head to the soles of their feet. I thank you for that, Father God. I thank you for I thank you for touching the brain. I thank you for touching the head. I thank you for touching the skull. I thank you that if anybody bumped their head, Father God, if anybody hit their head. I thank you right now. You remove all pain. I speak to that head in the name of Jesus. I speak to pain. I command to go in the name of Jesus. Migraines, go in the name of Jesus. Pain, go in the name of Jesus. Seizures, go in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, be thou made whole in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father, that all pain goes in the name of Jesus from the crown of their head to the soles of their feet. And I thank you right now that you're blessing them, you're healing them, you're giving them creative miracles in the name of Jesus. I give you glory and honor, Father God. I thank you for healing eyes, tumors behind the eyes. And I thank you, Father God. I thank you for it in the name of Jesus. 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 I thank you, Father, that you are Jehovah. Jehovah Rapha, our healer, our physician, our great physician. I thank you, Father, that you heal us and that you just, I thank you, Father. You are so awesome. You are so wonderful. I thank you for healing us. I thank you for all the testimonies. I thank you, Father God. just give you glory. We give you honor. And I thank you for it. Faith cometh like hearing, and he- hearing by the word of God. I thank you, Father, for testimonies. We overcame came by the blood of the Lamb, the word of our testimony. And right now, I'm going to read a testimony by a friend of mine that they, that um, I'm going to tell you about. It, was about. it says about three and a half weeks ago, This person was hospitalized and they were in critical care for a large blood clot that traveled from his leg through his heart and became lodged in his lung artery. It was a life or death situation. He had been carrying these pulmonary embolisms around for approximately three weeks, if not longer. The Lord performed a miracle because his lungs, they collapsed, and the bottom part of them were dead. And the upper lungs were showered with smaller PEs plus one larger PE in his left lung. (laughs) Praise God. Last Friday, he was given a complete and cleared bill of health by his doctors. No collapsed lungs, no signs of dead lung tissue and the an oxygen capacity of 97%. The doctor said it was a miracle he even survived because 75% of people that that's happened to you have instant death. And the second miracle is that he is at 97% lung capacity with no lung damage and no heart damage at all all. This is a friend of mine, they posted this testimony on Facebook, and this person, since this has happened, has already preached three times this week. God is a healer, a Jesus, he's a healer. God is our healer, and he is still in the miracle working business. So trust him, have faith, whatever looks impossible, with man it's impossible, with God all things are possible. If If you don't have a home church and you're in the Central Florida area, feel free to go to the River at Tampa Bay Church. It is at 3738 River International Drive, Tampa, Florida, 33610. Um, Services start at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you can't be there in person, you can go to revival.com and watch the services live and you can also watch the archive services video on demand. On Wednesday at seven PM is a, is the midweek service, so we would love to have you love to have you join us and love to have you watch online and just be blessed by the anointing of the Holy Ghost. And I wanted to just quickly let you know about the River Bible Institute and the River School of Worship and the River School of Government. You can go to the River School of Worship dot com, River School of Government dot com, River Bible Institute com. For further information you can go there. And here's a little snippet about
2: it. In the world there is a problem. People are hurting. People are empty. Some very alone. People are broken. Many loss, what they need is hope, they need healing, they need love, they need a Savior, they need someone who will lay down their life, someone with the fire of God who will hear God's call and bring Jesus to the world. What they need is a revival. There is a place called the River Bible Institute, a place dedicated to training believers how to live, minister, and flow the anointing. And it's for anyone, whether your heart is in business or full-time ministry, this is a place the Word of God of God can demonstrate the work will challenge those of you attending to find clarity in your calling and deepen your relationship with the Lord. It will provide you with a new perspective on how to reach the loss of Christ and live in God's life-changing power. It is a place where you will be empowered to make a difference and set your world on fire with revival. God calling for all believers
0: And that's uh school just started a couple weeks ago, but um, there's spring uh, semester coming around and uh, they are offering scholarships to those who qualify. So if you are interested, if you will really have the call of God on your life, just apply and you can call 813-971-9999 or you can go to those websites I just gave you. I just want to let you know that you are loved, you are valuable, and you are accepted in the Beloved. I love you. He loves you. And until we meet again, be sure and tune in Monday for Healing is the Children's Bread, the continuation of that, part six or seven. And then on uh, Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then Tuesday at 6 p.m., is a Dr. Frank Summerall Bible study. I'm hosting that and he's teaching on the book of Daniel. And then, of course, Saturdays, next Saturday, be sure and join me next Saturday at 8 o'clock Central, I mean Eastern Standard Time for Jesus, the Ultimate Healer, part three. And uh, anything else that comes along that I will be teaching and preaching on and just love to have you join me again, and I'm glad that you join me tonight i'm I'm grateful to the Lord and I thank you, Father, for these people. And I hope that you bless them and so remember that you are loved, you are loved, you are loved until we meet again. I love you. bye.